Good morning uh, to our listeners. Uh, my name is Laurie Thronis, and I have with me Wayne Massey, who is the personal engagement and outreach pastor at Chilliwack Alliance Church, and this is the Chilliwack Alliance Church regular podcast. Mm-hmm. And so welcome, Wayne, and thanks to Joe Pohl, who's our sound technician today. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job. So what we want to do today is uh, give you just a brief teaser of what's going to be coming up in a little series that Wayne and I are starting uh, within the umbrella of the regular Chilliwack Alliance Church podcast, and we're calling it Steps to Discipleship. And it's going to be posted on the website in a few weeks, but we just wanted to give you a little bit of a teaser, just talk for a few minutes. So I'm going to ask Wayne a few questions, and he's going to ask me a few questions as well. And uh, and we're just going to introduce this thing, and uh, and hopefully you're going to enjoy it. So, Wayne, we're calling our, our little series Steps in Discipleship for a reason. Uh, you are the personal engagement and outreach pastor at Chilliwack Alliance Church. Could you talk for a second about why you're interested in discipleship at CAC? I think, Lori, there, I, I have to get to some kind of a definition and, and uh, clarify for our audience. Uh, what is discipleship? Because a lot of people say, well, I come to church, I go to church, I believe in God, I gave my life to Jesus, and so... Am I a disciple or am I not a disciple? So I'm interested in discipleship here at the church because I believe it's our calling as followers of Jesus to be his disciples. And that basically means to act and to walk and to love as he did. And um, we're commanded in the scriptures, if you may recall in Matthew 28, we are commanded to uh, take the good news of the Bible, take it to the whole world, make disciples of all nations, and also to, um, you know, teach them and get them to, to follow and obey. Now, I haven't mentioned the, um, I haven't mentioned the definition yet, but I, I, I would say the difference between a believer and a disciple, is, and I'd like to clarify that if I can. Okay, so you think there is a difference? I do. I think, I think many of us can recall when we gave our lives to the Lord, and we were either with our mom or our dad, and we were young children, or we were at a Bible camp somewhere along the line, and we were invited to come to the come to Jesus. We were invited to receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, and at those instances, we received salvation. We received forgiveness of our sins. We received eternal life because that was, that's what was promised to us. So in essence, that is a believer, someone who has accepted the Lord and, and basically... Uh, so believe- they've like taken the first step. That's right, that, good point, that's the first step. Now maybe that's why we're calling the steps to discipleship because we follow along from that first step, Lori, into the maturity, I'll use that word, uh, into a, 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 a life that we would commit, we become more focused on the priorities of our life and what's important to us. So, for instance, a believer gives assent or intellectual assent to the truth of the Bible. They, they understand the Bible, they believe the Bible is the inherent word of God, and they say, yeah, I do, I believe it, I do believe it. But they don't, they don't really get close to God. And, and they don't, the Bible, whereas a, a disciple, for a disciple, the Bible is his, his light. It's his pathway, it's his instruction book, it's his um, owner's manual, if you will, to um, how to follow Jesus and how to 
accept the grace of God and turn his life over. This is a big, important part, okay? I want the audience really to, to pay attention here. Being a disciple is obvious when you turn your life over and you're not living for you anymore, but you're living for God, you're living for Jesus, you're living for others. Okay, so are, are we talking salvation here? Like, if you become a Christian and you accept the Lord into your life and you don't really apply yourself so that you're not, you know, walking in a really close relationship with God, does that mean you're going to heaven or not? Uh, do not confuse salvation and, and, and discipleship. Okay. We talked about salvation when we talked about being a, become, a, being a believer. Right. You, you receive salvation. You have those promises from the, from the Lord and as given in the Bible. So we are saved. I'm not going to, that's not being challenged here. And you can't work your way into heaven. So we receive salvation by grace through the blood of Christ shed on the cross. That's the forgiveness route. So being a disciple is more about maturing, about uh, deepening our walk with God. I believe that's a good way to put it. Yes, walk a deeper walk with the, with the Lord. And when you walk deeper, you want to be, have a more personal and closer relationship with, the, with God. And the way you do that, Laurie, is through reading and studying the scriptures. So how did that, how did that work out in your life personally? Uh, you became a Christian at some point, and then at some point you started to um, pay attention and be more diligent about mm -hmm. your walk with God. How did that work out in your life? Oh, that's that. Uh, yeah, the, the brief. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you the, 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 the elevator version. version. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Reader's Digest version or the elevator <laughs> yeah. version. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I accepted Jesus as my Savior 60 years ago. I was wow. thir 13 years old, or wow. a month before my 13th birthday, uh -huh. and uh, a pastor at the uh, Nazarene Church, or Church of the Nazarene, asked me at a, at a vacation Bible school a week, uh -huh. did I want to take Jesus as my Savior? Uh -huh. And I confessed my sins at that time. And yeah. as a 13-year-old, I did swear, and I did try cigarettes, and I, had, and I stole a couple of chocolate bars, <laughs> and, I wasn't very, <laughs> and I wasn't very kind to my sister or my brother. <laughs> but anyways, I felt that I was forgiven for that. And that now... Hey, and, but those were big sins at those times. They, at they those, were. Right? I mean, well, they, you could really be consumed with guilt for, for yeah, stealing a chocolate bar, Yeah, right? they kept me awake. Well, my mother would give me 10 cents to take to church and put in the collection plate, but I was too hungry in that caramel caramel chocolate. What? Yeah, I stole Holy it. smokes. That's really a bad sin. <laughs> <laughs> so I was glad to be forgiven for that so I could go back to sleep at night. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> uh, so that was 60 years ago. And at that age, you know, you grow up, you're a teenager, you're young, you get married, you got children and so on. Life went on. I still went to church. I listened to the sermons. And I even got involved uh, in, um, you know, ushering and that kind of thing. But it wasn't until some time later, when I was reading the scriptures, I came across a passage in Matthew 25 that the Holy Spirit convicted me and make, made me wake up. In Matthew 25, from 35 to 40, he talks about not leading a self-centered life. And he challenged me when I read those passages, those verses, to care for the homeless, to care for the needy and the marginalized by becoming part of an outreach ministry. 
I was so committed. I had to get out and get busy helping the street people, the homeless. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was then partnered up with, uh, uh, at the same time, I got an invitation from a, a gentleman here in town, uh, Ted Stoker. And he said, Wayne, you know what? Would you mind helping us out? We run a street ministry and we serve sandwiches and we do devotions and we do we try and give people shelter. And could you would you be able to would you my dad said to call you because you're both part of the Gideons and he said that I should be calling you. And I thought, what a tap on the shoulder. That was a a a, 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 a sign from God, a, a voice from God. So that's really so what kind of time elapsed between the time that you really started to devote yourself as a disciple and the time that you became a Christian at age 13? Good question. How long did it take? 30 years. Okay. 30, <laughs> okay, well, 30 years. That's, that's very interesting. So you've um, mentioned discipleship at Chilliwack Alliance as a pastor because you're concerned about discipleship at Chilliwack Alliance. So could you just talk about your concern about discipleship or the lack thereof, like where 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 are we at okay. in discipleship at Chilliwack Alliance? So this this is something that ha, ha, has um, troubled my heart. It's come to church on Sunday morning, and we have a number of people who are, are are engaging personally. They're coming to church. They're sitting in the pews, but we also have a great number of people, almost an equal number of people, Laurie, who are listening online, watching on our website, and. I'll tell you, as a pastor and listening to my cohorts, and there are uh, half a dozen pastors here, and, and we're always searching for help. We can't do it our own, on our own. And with six or seven hundred people attending in both those venues on a, on a weekly basis, we need to connect with people. And so we try to set up care groups. We try to set up uh, ministries for children's ministries. We try to set up uh, men's ministries. But we're always struggling to get volunteers. And then I think, wait a minute. With mm. all those people mm -hmm. in the audience, if you will, are mm -hmm. they just consumers? Mm. Are they just sitting there? Are they just sponges? Mm. Are they just refilling their spiritual gas tank mm -hmm. so they can get through the next week? Mm -hmm. Are they doing anything for the mission field? Are they working anywhere for God? Are they volunteering not just in the church but in any other? Uh, like I, th I think a yeah. church service yeah. is not like a meeting or uh, you know a show. Mm -hmm. It's a service. Yes, and it involves serving. Yes, 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 and that's my point. So the difference between a believer and a disciple is a disciple wants to serve has to serve. He's, the Lord has laid it on his heart that he needs to be there for others. So. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's great. Can I ask you a few questions? Uh, absolutely. All right. I, I've Not that we've planned that or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think it, it, that's my perspective, and, and, and I yeah. hope the audience understands that uh, I'm just taking what uh, God has laid on my heart that, and this is going to come up in the rest in the next of our series. If we go through these steps to discipleship, mm -hmm. we're going to explore these in in, in much uh, more detail yes. as we go on. Okay? okay, so so Lori, I've got a question for you. What do you think of when you think about a disciple? Well, I think of Jesus when he would call the disciples to himself. They would actually leave their nets and they're, they're mending their nets in their boat by the Sea of Galilee, and they immediately dropped their nets. And they followed him. They walked behind him on the dusty roads of Palestine. That's what you did in that day. You would have sort of a teacher, a rabbi, and then you would have 
a disciple a, or a train of disciples that would actually walk with you and you know just subject themselves to the teachings of Jesus and uh, and the the actual root of the word disciple means student yes. and so it means that you're studying something it means that you're working to learn and to grow from the the master from the teacher Absolutely. from the rabbi so how long have you been a disciple of Jesus and tell me you asked me so it's only fair I ask yeah. you how did you how did you arrive there? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in a preacher's home and so you were, you know, in church from day one. So I suppose, you know, I became a Christian at age five at my mother's knee by the bedside and I said, Okay, Mom, I want to become a Christian and we knelt by the bedside and I prayed to receive Christ and I think that was sincere and you know, it worked. Yep. Uh, to put that in air quotes, um, I was a Christian, but there was never a time that I did not believe in Jesus that I can think of, but I just sort of made it official. But yes, I, I do see a gap between the time when I became a Christian and when I became a disciple. And I'm just thinking of a story that when I was 13, okay. same age. Same age, interesting, yeah. When I was, when I was sitting in church, and it was during the singing, and I was sitting with a row of other young people, and we all were sitting with our elbows on our knees, looking at the floor, mm -hmm. and not really singing or anything. And suddenly, the Lord said to me, whose side are you on? Oh, interesting. You know, eh? like, are you on the side of these yokels here with their elbows on their knees doing nothing? Or do you believe what, what is being sung? Mm -hmm. And so if you believe it, get up and sing. Mm -hmm. And so I started to sing out, and I have ever since. And that may have been sort of the first little baby step yes, in, yes. Uh, in my walk as a disciple. You mentioned that it's the root word of disciple is student. Yeah. And, and I think you're, you're touching on something very, very important here for uh, our audience to understand, is that being a student means that you are learning and you're searching, you're, you've got questions and you want answers, but following the rabbi you mentioned, following Jesus, he was giving illustrations and examples. So how would you tell our audience or share with our audience, what's this learning process look like for you? Uh, it, requires, it requires time and attention. Yeah. And it requires a, a related word to disciple, which is discipline. And no, nobody likes that word, right? Yeah, that sort right. of goes against our nature. It's uh, certainly against mine. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's sort of what it takes to be a disciple. So there has to, there, there's this idea that there is something down the road that you are pursuing that's worth pursuing. You know, if you're going to get a, you know, build your muscles, you're going to go and yeah. lift weights, right? And it's hard. Yeah. Uh, but no pain, no gain. But if pain, there is huge gain. Yes. And we think being a disciple of Je Jesus brings you eternal gain. Yeah. And it's worth what little effort we put into it now. And, and I think we have to share with people what our podcast uh, future podcasts might entail and, and look like. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about pain and gain, I think they have to understand that there is pain involved in dis discipline and discipleship and in learning and in kind of a sacrificial pain. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe let's not use the word pain. I mean, like it's not a physical pain, but it's effort, right? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a struggle. <laughs> and maybe it's planned neglect of other things mm -hmm. in order to pursue Christ. Yeah. Uh, I heard the story once of a uh, of a violinist, and how did you how did you become a great violinist? Well, it was through planned neglect. I planned to neglect everything else and focus on yeah. on being a violinist. So, what's our plan for 
our steps to uh, to discipleship. Okay, so we have six podcasts okay. in our steps to discipleship. You know, being a disciple is such an all-encompassing thing. You can never, uh, you know, you can never have enough podcasts. So how do we how do we break it down into just a, a discrete group of six? Mm -hmm. So we thought we would bring in already mature disciples to talk about different aspects of their life as to how discipleship works out in their life. So the first one we're going to talk about, which is the first step in becoming a disciple, as you've already related and as I've already related, is being born again. The moment in time when you begin that walk. It's a life-transforming event, and we're going to hear stories about people who have experienced that. There's another step there that I'd like to tease people with. Being born again at the state is it like a conversion experience mm -hmm. but then there's come something else that really adds to the maturity and it's called being filled with the spirit and i'm excited about that session when we get to that one and so a disciple is one who believes in jesus he believes in the words of the scriptures but the essence of all of that belief is tied up in faith because there's a lot that we have to trust yes it's yeah. a life of faith mm -hmm. it's not by sight yeah Good. And so, you know, we, we look at our culture. Mm -hmm. Atheism is on the rise, right? We have high-profile church leaders. Uh, they've lost their faith and so on. Uh, I'm sure this is affecting Chilliwack Alliance to some degree. I think, too, what I'm seeing out there is a lot of secularism. I'm seeing a lot of people who really are ignoring God or religion of any sort, and there and there's a whole lot of almost borderline, if not real, atheism. There's agnostics, but I think there's a lot of atheism happening out there where people are absolutely not paying attention to what God's plan for the world and for their lives. So our second podcast then is going to talk about faith yeah. and the decline of faith in the world in secular society in general, yeah. and how can then we fight back against that, and how can we preserve our faith yeah. and even make it grow in the face of our culture? Yeah. Um, and the third topic, mm -hmm. let me just move on here, is uh, one of the big ones in the Christian life, and it's transgression. It's about sin. Uh, as long as we are in our bodies, we're going to struggle with sin in our lives. Uh, this is a big deal. So um, how have you dealt with that in your life? I don't want to put you on the spot, Wayne, but it's a difficult... I, I quote a very good friend of mine from laughing or whatever many years ago. Flip Wilson said, the devil made me do it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was back in 1968. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are uh, human. Uh, we It's our human nature to uh, rebel and, and not to want to be disciplined. It's human nature to make mistakes. It's human nature to let our heart's desires whether they are lust or money or power, sex, whatever, we can't help it sometimes. Even Paul said that in, in his letter to the Romans. Yes. I, I can't help, I do what I don't want to yes. do. I really, I want not to do that, yeah. but I can't help myself. So we acknowledge that. And in our transgressions, in our sin, we also have to look at the answer, the answer how to overcome and how to be strong, to be strong in Jesus, to within in Him we have all we're all power, and to accept what yeah. He's done for us yeah. in our lives by forgiving us daily all of our sins, right? Yeah. And that daily is a key thing. Yeah, I, I talked about 13 years old and I was forgiven of my sins. Now that didn't mean that I didn't sin anymore. I no. probably sinned worse than I did before <laughs> in the first 13 years. 
But every day we go to the foot of the cross on our knees and, and we, we seek forgiveness and, and, and strength. So we're going to bring in somebody yeah. who's a matured believer who has experience with this. And that's, I think, going to be an exciting podcast. Excellent. And then I think let's go back to that word discipline for a minute because I think that's part of our uh, uh, one of our, our um, topics is how do we do that walk of planned neglect yeah how do we discipline ourselves to carve out time in our day to spend time with god and how much is required yeah like when are you doing a good job when are you pleasing the lord with the amount of discipline that you have and the attention that you're paying to it because that's that's a tough question because you can get into a guilt spiral about that yeah you sure can and i'm looking forward to that that particular session i think that's going to be a good one. okay so that's our fourth one yeah there's two more to go the next one is going to be about evangelism so um We've already talked before about our culture and it's sort of forgetting its Christian roots. Jesus still mandates us, as we've already learned, to make disciples of all nations. So what does evangelism look like in today's church? Like, can Christians still be effective in sharing the gospel? And, and Lori, uh, that is a, 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 um, a step of being a disciple that, is, that, that shows maturity. Evangelism... Some people will talk about gifts of the Holy Spirit, and one of the gifts is evangelism. They'll say, "I don't have to spread the gospel because I wasn't given the gift of evangelism." But I don't. I, I kind of call that a cop out. I really think that if if we look at Matthew twenty two, there's another great command, and that is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, what does that encompass? Loving your neighbor as yourself. We have. A promise. We have the good news of eternal life, everlasting life, and a lot of people don't believe in life after death. And we need to share with them through love that they can have a relationship with God who will help them through this life and continue to the next one. And I really like the evangelizing. I think that's a big component of being a disciple. And I think of the parable that Jesus taught about the sower and the seed. You did. The sower just scattered his seed wherever. Some went on the path, some mm-hmm. went on rocky ground, some went in among the weeds, and some went on good ground. And how does the Christian scatter seed like that mm-hmm. and leaving the results, the growth, and those seeds up to God? Yes. So we're going to have a whole podcast about that and we're going to talk with someone who is gifted in that area. My last I think our last one is is kind of exciting. And I, I was just touching on that when I talked about everlasting life, Laurie. Eh? I was just talking about <laughs> death is the final frontier. Yes. Death is the final end. And that's the one hold that Satan has and the one power that he has to take away our life forever. And I, I'm hoping that in that our last session there on death that we'll be able to help our audience and our listeners come to grips with the final steps, stages of life. And and how do you walk through that? Yeah, life? and it's, I think, one of the, you know, it's sort of what we're made for mm-hmm. because that's the, the moment when we transition from, you know, from this mortality to eternal life, right? And yet it is the scariest and loneliest 
perhaps, mm-hmm. time in many people's lives. Yes. And, uh, and maybe the hardest thing that we'll go through. So we're going to talk with a person who's passed through this with many people. Yes. And has seen a lot. Of, so how, do, how does the Christian approach death? And how does a Christian have a good death? Yeah. And how does a Christian can, how can a Christian be assured uh, that uh, not to be frightened, uh, but to see this as almost normal? Yeah. That this is something that we all have to go through. And so, how can we go through it in uh, as triumphant a way as possible? Yes, and with faith, with faith, and in faith, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I think, Laurie, that's just that's a great. No, that's six real good topics and, and steps in discipleship. Yeah. And I can hardly wait to 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 uh, get through these. And I'd love to invite our audience to uh, respond to us, to email us, to send us questions, and they can send them to Wayne at Chilo at uh, mycac.ca or Laurie. At LaurieThronis at Hotmail.com. Yeah, and, and I'd love to get some questions and some feedback from them and uh, see what their concerns are and how we can, can uh, uh, resolve some of those. So uh, I guess in talking about death, our, our little podcast journey has come to an end for today. Yeah. And it was a good one. I enjoyed working with you, Laurie, and I look forward to doing this again. And so we'll talk soon, uh, perhaps in a couple of weeks when our first podcast comes up. So thanks very much for listening, and we hope you all have a great day.